pre-taped from his office, or his bedroom, or his mom's basement, or, well, wherever the hell he is. Welcome to the only place where you can be smart on the internet. A really smart podcast with Tommy. Thanks, Chowski. What is up, everybody? What is up? Hey, how's it going? This is Tommy Smart live in New York. Well, not really live, but pre-taped. And you got the point by now. Episode 14 of my podcast, a really smart one at that. Welcome to it. And I'm just checking in on you, getting over your work week, Wednesday, hump day, how's it going? I'm actually recording this on a Saturday in my house because I wanted to do something that I don't usually really do, but I wanted to keep it fresh, keep it fresh. And I'm going to talk about the big news of day. Yes, sir. Big news on the march. In other news, last night um, in New York, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg died of a whatever at, at age 87. Yeah, guys, I had the distinct honor and privilege of being among the first comics. Um, to joke about the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But at the time, last night, um, I'm going to preface this. I was at a comedy show in Long Island City and ring the ding, check the phone, get a notification. Supreme Court Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg, actually said RBG, died at the age of 87. And everyone was like, oh, no. And then a comic pops up, does his set, and goes like, yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, fuck that bitch. It was a woman, too. Um, Did that joke. And I was just like, who is Ruth Bader Ginsburg? <laughs> so I had me you know, me being the uncultured swine. I go on, do a Google search. And I find out Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, 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 So I find out, oh, Battle of the Sexes, Felicity Jones. Oh, that movie. Yeah, that was terrible. And I do a search on her, RBG, because I didn't know who she was. I had no idea. I knew that movie, but I didn't know who she was as an actual like person. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So I, I do this search. And I'm just, I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. She did this. All right, all right, all right, all right. So she's a, the purveyor of, you know, the left on the Supreme Court. Okay. And all of a sudden, you know, Insta stories and, Facebook statuses and tweets are all like R-I-P, R-I-G, R-P-G, R-O-G, G-G-G-G. I don't know, too many fucking R's and G's in this, but you get it. Everybody's like, ooh, so sad. 
seriously, the onslaught of people just going on and on and on about how sad they are that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead is kind of pathetic. It's pathetic. It's pathetic because you didn't know this person. You didn't know anybody. You never met her. What the hell are you so sad about? What are you crying about? Why are you crying? Why are you crying, little people? Are you sad because someone's dead? Now listen, death is a horrible, 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 horrible fucking thing. I know many people who died in my life. Okay? It's a terrible thing. It's part of life, but it's a very sad thing to go through. And to everyone who's ever died, you know, you feel for like anyone who's ever, you know, their friends, their family, their colleagues, anybody who they actually really liked being around, you know, who's ever their part of their life. It's sad. But outside that, if you're crying about the person, you don't know who they are, don't be a little bitch. Go back to your life and can't care of the people around you that care. And then, and then, oh, look, somebody's coming through. Sticking his tongue out, keep calm, and let the engineer handle it. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Look him skipping outside. He's scared. <laughs> it's comedy. It's people. You know, it's, uh, happens when you live with people. But nah, dude. Back to some important business. Where was I? RPG is dead. And, yeah, so I looked at her up. Who she was and what she did. Her record. And listen, anybody who actually serves a country, dope shit. Good fucking shit. Good shit. Good shit. Policies, uh, she's just a libtard. Outside that, who really cares? You know, so anyone who's just like, oh my God, I'm worried about our future. What are we going to do? The Supreme Court's now a sausage fest. It should be a clam bake. You know, every time a man makes a decision, there's a woman behind him rolling his eyes. All those cliches. And everyone's just like, oh no. But the reality is, guys, if she had a penis, no one would have cared. If she had a dick, she would just would have been another guy. Or another old person died. Progressive ideas. or no progressive ideas. She wouldn't have been anybody else. And it's not just the politics of it. I don't care. I don't care. It's not a matter to me. What I care about or about is, A, don't go to fucking extremes. You're going to be okay. The world will keep turning. This is not the end of the world. And two, focus your attention on the people in your life that matter. Not the actual people in your life that are just fucking celebrities that die, you know? I mean, every week it sounds like it's something else for these people. Like, oh no, Black Panther's dead. Fuck 2020. Why? And that kind of shit, you know? And, you know, listen. Again, a man is dead. Again. His friends, family, co-workers, colleagues. Terrible. But while Chadwick Boseman was a king to some, he never did shit for me. Why? Eh. Listen, I watched Black Panther. Not impressed. It's just another um, movie. <laughs> I mean, it's Lion King meets James Bond. I found myself ahead of the plot before anything happened. And why I care is like people were watching it and being like, this changes things. No, it doesn't. 
doesn't change anything. It didn't change anything. That movie's been out for over two years now. Nothing's happened. Nothing's changed. What was it supposed to change? The only thing that did change was the fact that Bob Iger and, you know, Kevin, whoever the hell his name is, the guy who runs the thing, you know, I'm doing this off the top of my head here. Um, he runs Marvel. They got another house. They got another house and they got another boat. That's what changed. The personal property. So, counteractive to anything you guys thought was actually going to change. Nothing changed. At all. So, I mean, I get it. You people, they're you're sad about your celebrities dying, your heroes dying. I get it. But move on. Just move on. But, again, I had the great distinct pleasure of being a comic at a comedy show in New York and seeing the first comic, female comic, make a joke about the death of a woman in office. That was a pleasure. Good times. Good shit. Good fucking shit. But let's be back here. And then everything else, it's uh, the way it is. I'm doing this on a Saturday because I want to catch that news while it's hot. Got the 10 minutes of talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg here. And let me see what else. Anything on the news line, news line, news line. Basically just going to a restaurant tonight with a buddy of mine. Um, probably go to Forlini's, which is outside of the great and powerful Mulberry Street, the Italian restaurant. I like the guy over there, Joe. He's a good guy. The place has been there a million years. Apparently, this restaurant, too, was even one that had uh, turned away Frank Sinatra. And if you guys are wondering, why would they turn away Frank Sinatra? Because they had 140 seats and they were booked. Apparently. I'm getting this from Michael Perlioli on that Talking Sopranos podcast. I'm listening to that. That was Steve Sharipa. Those guys are really good. They're good at telling stories. It's a great time. But um, apparently this restaurant outside of Mulberry Street is um, on the edge of uh, Chinatown. It is really dope. I've been there once before. The food is fucking bomb. And I'm just going to be like, mm, 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 mm. oh, yes. Mm, mm. Oh, veal. Mm, mm. Gravy. Mm, mm. You know, because I'm a fat fuck. Not really. Not anymore. Been like really working out and just getting back in the shape of things. I know you guys were probably wondering, but Tommy, you were supposed to be on that nature system, man. What happened? You actually relapsed, you fat piece of shit. Because that's what happens when people talk to me and they give me shit. They just stick their tongue out and go. It's weird. The only time a girl, anybody ever did that was like a girl in like high school when she didn't know what to do when she we started look, you know, doing that staring contest. That you do, you know, when you like somebody and they like you too, and you just see each other, but you don't really talk, you just stare at each other gapingly. It sounds a lot more romantic in the movies than it does in person. In person, it's not even cute, it's just kind of creepy. So, I try not to do that, but, you know, you sneak a peek every once in a while. Granted, no one's ever letting me sneak a peek at really just fat chicks. You know, you're like, hey, you can check out my tits. Because that's what a fat person, fat girl does. Just go, just talks like that. Oh yeah, you can just uh, do this shit about everything. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Was that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's 
funny too when I was when I was in like middle school and high school. I used to always think that like fat girls had like less of a or a little bit more beta than like skinny girls, you know, because the fat ones are just like happier talking to them. Not true. Fat girls, huge bitch. <laughs> I mean, they're all just like I thought they were like, oh yeah, you want to get in trouble. And while it's the skinny ones, just have personality and how give you the attitude, you know. But no, it's the fat ones. The fat ones are just going to be like, hey, what would you do? You, you, you're a fucking loser. You can't pay your child support. Got to come over here. And then they're also always, always super like forward about shit because they're fat and they're not getting any. So they want you to be, want you to be like upfront about what they want. Yo, you, titties now. I guess that's how. Think they don't do that anyway. Jeez, uh, but that's the thing there. Yeah, so losing weight, going to the fucking um gym a lot, which actually I thought was going to be a real pain in the ass because um I thought just like having the mask on all the time would just be like <laughs> I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Apparently no, apparently no, because if you get a lightweight mask that you can actually breathe through and. Th- out, out of that, it's not much of a difference. Um, and I thought, too, people were going to be, like, trying to, like, tell you what weights you can and cannot do or where you can and cannot go in the gym. And I just want to be left alone, bro. I, I don't want to be how to put up with anybody's bullshit. I don't want to have to, like, be move around and socially distance. I'll comply because I'm not a fucking asshole. You know, I walk into a private company's building, you know, a store or a restaurant they have rules, regulations. I'll do it. You know, I'm not a fucking asshole. You know, but, but, I don't like. Let's just socially distance. Let's just socially distance so we don't have any problems. And we just socially distance and then the, then the, then the virus will go away. We just have to keep distance from everybody. Mitigation. Mitigation is the best thing we could possibly do here. No, it's not the best fucking thing you can possibly do. Let me tell you what is the best thing you can possibly do. Actually build a fucking immune system. Go for a jog. Go for a hike. Go for a walk. Alright? You know, eat healthy. That's a problem with this all the pre-existing conditions. The only people that are at risk are the fat fucks or fat people, or the ones that are like the just housebound, homebodies, whatever they call. It. They're the ones that actually are at risk because they're not taking care of themselves. If you take care of yourself instead of just like gobbling down every single piece of cake and fucking pie and cake and cookies and cream puffs and ring dings and jugs of Pepsi, just going down gluttonous amounts of Pepsi, going oh. Then you're not going to have a problem. Eat a salad. Eat a piece of lean chicken. Go go, go for a hike. Go for a run. Go swim. Take a steam. Take a sauna. You know, do something healthy for yourself instead of just like gluttonously eating whenever you can and hiding in the dark and watching computer games and cartoons. Actually do something with your life. Don't be a homebody. Be a doer. Not a stinker. I guess. Just take care of yourself, people. Wear your mask. Keep the distance. You know, don't, you know, sneeze and wipe it all up and down like a schmuck on the wheels at a, uh, you know, just don't be a, to be a degenerate. I mean, you can be a degenerate, but be a clean one. Be a healthy one. Be a sane one. 
you know, we're not trying to digress here. But this is a fucking lockdowns, man. I mean, I'm talking about this Forlini's place that I'm going to tonight. It's a fucking bomb-ass restaurant. The guy, it's like a 1940s restaurant in Manhattan. It's the last of the Italian restaurants that are just off the skirts of Chinatown. And it's bomb. But you got like 143 tables in there. And if the guy can't let people in and start seating, you cut those tables down for like 143 tables where they're packed. Where they're packed. So now just like 10 tables outside. And cutting their margins, man. You need a chance to survive. So thank God for like 25% capacity, man. Coming in. Thank God. Because God knows de Blasio didn't do it. That bum. Did you know that guy actually is on like a vacation? That guy's taking a vacation. He furloughed his employees. What the actual fuck, Bill? You comrade de Blasio, you Nazi, you bastard. I was about to say Nazi bastard. But to be honest, communists and socialists don't even like each other. Uh, it's just let the restaurants go, man. Open up. Let us outside. Do our thing here. Let us do do it up, man. You just gotta let this thing wash through. And again, I, I get it. You had a family member that died. Don't 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 get your pubes in a zipper. I'm not being a dick here. You're being a dick here. <laughs> I'm just speaking the truth. Open your eyes and see it. You know, it's it's not about that. What I'm angry about, really, is that you have to realize there is no first wave. There is no second wave. There's just one wave. Spots are going to get this virus at any at any given moment. Just because the spots that haven't, you know, it has to wash through. That's what has to happen. It has to wash through. And this mitigation is keeping us away from each other is just hurting us a lot more. I mean... I'm seeing a lot more with people with suicidal depression, ideation, and we can't have that. We have to be allowed to be outside. We have to live. And so let our people go, comrade de Blasio, daddy Cuomo, daddy Cuomo, where's he been? He's still doing his press conferences, but he's got a book going out. Did you know he has a book coming out? Cuomo. I keep saying de Blasio, but Cuomo. He has a book coming out? Of course he does. Trying to control the narrative of this entire thing. Of course, when we're out here, just like... We're probably in a good position right now because we've got herd immunity. Because everybody was fucking dying. Now everyone who's going to die from this thing has died from this thing. Now that's why our cases are low and deaths are like at one person a day. That's not enough to keep us locked up. Let us back. Open up. Let us do our thing. Let our people go. You, Let's get back to our normal lives. We can just stop retarding the minds of our children. Did you know that these kids are just doing the um, virtual learning? No kid's going to learn from virtual learning. They're not going to learn. They need to be in a school. They need to be able to like be with other people. They need to learn to be with other people, man. That's the thing. They don't fucking know how to learn, live with people. That's the problem with these kids today. They can't talk. They can't speak. You say say hi to somebody, they don't know what they're doing. They just go, oh, oh what's, somebody's waving. What the hell do I do? What's going on? Hustle and flow, man. 
Oh, yeah, let me get back to talk about the gym for a second because I was at the gym the other day and and I'll admit I'm a very isolated gym guy. Um, stick the headphones in, crank up the tunes. I listen to a lot more podcasts lately at the gym, but that's either here or there. And I'm like walking past this guy. He's like, he's benching uh, dumbbells, doing a dumbbell press. And I'm walking past, and all of a sudden I hear a big boom, boom. And then I see this guy pop up in front of me in my face, get up in my grill going, Hey, man, wait, 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 wait you got to go move, man, pass me, man. I can't wait 10 seconds, man. Well, I'm hip to press and heavy weights, man. I mean, I mean, what, what, what's going on, man? What's going on? What, what, why, why you got to be like this, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm just like, what? Well, why are you lifting 995-pound weights while I'm walking past you? Biatch. And I can do that, too, because I'm physically retarded. <laughs> if I didn't, you know, he can put me in a headlock and just flex and he'd crush me. But um, I can do that. You can't. Anyway, and then the guy just left me alone and I lived happily ever after. Because what's the guy going to do? Let's be honest. He's going to crush me. He's not going to crush me. But... It's a funny thing about working in a gym. You meet gym rats, and um, I'm just happy to be back in the gym, man. I mean, you get this like an hour and a half workout time, which sounds like enough, and it typically is. Um, you know, you just have to be a little bit more concise with it. You know, so I'll typically just walk from the bu- the train over to the um, gym, which is like a 20 minute walk, and it's enough to get me. Uh, you know, warmed up and moving around. So probably sacrifice the cardio um, prior to lifting. So then I, you know, and I'll walk another 20 minutes back to the train station, back to town, and go about doing my Tommy stuff, going to Mike's and whatever. And um, so I kind of cut that out so I have enough time in the gym. But I realized still, like, I just, in my day, man, I would just, like, hang out at the gym at least a good two hours. What I miss is the fucking sauna. What I miss is the steam room. You know how I got away from coronavirus, how I'm not infected? Because I took a steam. 10 to 15 minutes steam. Burn calories, man. Create a healthy immune system. That's where it's at. Take a steam, man. Yeah. Used to do that too when I was working at Yelp, where I would go on my lunch and I had an hour lunch there because you know it's a good company. And I go out to the steam and in this gym that was literally a one minute walk from um, Flatiron District, and hang out in the steam and just steam for twenty minutes, take a shower, and go back to work. And I'd be rested and relaxed and rejuvenated. Do that shit, man. You got the opportunity to. Need to relax during the day. Take a walk down to a steam. That's why. But it just builds a healthier immune system, man. It's not about building, um, staying away from people, man. It's about just like being able to let your body fight it out. Being shut-ins and indoors is not going to help you. Be outside. Lick that coronavirus lollipop. Let me lick your lollipop, 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 yeah. Lollipop, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Let me take your lollipop. Yeah. Where it happened a little way. Because <laughs> he was like uh, the the B.I.G. When I was in middle school. But ever since then, like, he just fell off around like 2008, 2009. Is he still alive? Is he still doing this thing? I mean, I heard him on that Mickey Minaj song, but that was even a couple years ago now. That's when I was in college. Hope he's still alive. Hope he's okay. Um, <laughs> I just, I keep thinking about stuff like that because I have a joke that I'm trying to work out about how, um, you know, I got into, became a comedian because I thought it would raise my sexual market value. You know, because, but then I realized that Comedians don't have sex. We just uh, awkwardly masturbate in front of our groupies. You know, shout out to Louie. Louie. Um, and then I go back to the drawing board and fashion myself after musicians, especially my favorite, like Jay-Z, the Jigga Man. You know, and then I realize that that rap beef is exclusive to the rap game, you know, Never really hear about comedians creating beefs, you know. What would that take to ha- that for that to happen? Like Jerry Seinfeld shoot uh, Gary Shandling in a club. Look, yeah. So I'm trying to work that one out. There's there's something there. That the first half with the Louis reference. That's that, that always works. But I don't know how to close it as well as I could. I mean, it's probably there, but I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find it. And and I think that's the big thing. You know, it's starting to get a little bit cold out now. It's getting a little bit chilly, if you know what I mean. And I I think, you know, because right now, what am I wearing? I'm wearing a little bit of like a red sweater, long, long sleeve sweater, and chilling in my office and uh, doing my thing. But so I'm getting a little bit, but it's a little bit colder out now. So I'm wondering how long this comedy out in the park is actually going to last. Because I can't really see, I mean, audiences. I mean, I can see some audiences going out there and, and doing comedy. Um, but then maybe I'll just amp up the podcast to doing it twice a week instead of just one so I can get my rest off here. But it's, um, yeah, I mean, I can totally see comics going out to do mics at like in the cold. Cause we're fucking crazy, but audience members are a little bit more sane, a little bit more sane than we are. So I'll be whack to see. Interesting to see if that's ever even going to happen or not. I mean, I want to keep the rust off. I want to keep developing, but maybe I should just write more. Yeah, write more in the end of the days. So yeah, it'd be good for you guys. Better content, right? For anybody that listens to this shit. But uh, keeping you real. By the way, keep an eye out for my Insta stories. I'm going to keep posting uh, like opportunities if you want to ask questions or anything like that. A really smart comedy. And uh, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I don't tweet enough, to be honest with you. Because I don't want to tweet. I don't want to tweet. Who wants to tweet? Who tweets anymore? If you tweet, you get canceled. If I just take pictures on my Instagram, nobody's going to bother me. That's the secret to my success, folks. <laughs> don't don't tweet and you'll stay on air. But um, 
even with um even if I just like rant about how I hate the first Supreme Court justice female, nothing no one's gonna fuck with me because it's comedy. But if you say it on a tweet and a on a uh yeah, and then you get cancelled. But uh in other news speaking of the Supreme Court justice, Trump's gotta now create a new Supreme Court justice. And that's just gonna shit's about to go down. Because he's gonna create an opportunity for a conservative to get up in there and that's gonna freak out all the other libtards. And conservatives will be like ra 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 da da ra la ra da da la da while the libtards will be crying. So what's gonna happen here? First off, not gonna create a big stink about it. Probably make more, find more sexual harassment cases than anybody who uh, Trump picks. Biden's gonna say he should wait till after the election to do it, and you're just gonna be like, "Come on, let's expedite the process here. Just get it over with." So that's gonna be another shit show for the next couple of days. But I want to talk about one other thing too. On top of the, the political sphere here and who knows maybe I'll get political on this podcast because I'm not a sports guy I mean so easy for I, I, I envy people can talk about sports for like god knows how long because I can't because <laughs> I just like you guys can probably tell by now I don't care I don't care good for you guys if you care but I don't care um no I used to play t-ball back in the day and then when i was out in the outfield a ball would roll past me and be tommy go get it it's like it's too far <laughs> but um yeah maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about politics at least until election day which will be another month and then we can go into other things like comedy comedy in the park but we'll see from there so trump um he's probably gonna win He's going to win. He's going to win. And let me be perfectly frank. Why? I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what's going to happen on November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Um, But I'll make the predictions right now. Anybody counting them out? You're an idiot. I, I I get this new phone, right? And what happens is... Built into it is an app called Smart News. Copyright. And Smart News. I'm pulling it up. That's the holding music. Please stand by. All right. So let me just break down for you some of the actual... Um, Things that pop up here. New highly critical polls offer bad news for Trump. Source, the New York Magazine. Oh, look at that. He wants to have um, Trump's shortlist for um, succeed. Ginsburg is five women and one man. There you go. Libtards, you get your women. <laughs> Uh, Biden stumbles over his words, his notes, and his facts. Oh, good for oh, good for some 
Looking for the Washington Free Beacon. You actually uh, reported something against uh, Biden for a change. But, all right, so let me see here. Hold on, election. No, I don't want to go here. Four reasons to doubt Mitch McConnell's power. Who cares about Mitch McConnell? Uh, Trump urges Republicans to, without delay, there are no principles. Joe Biden spent uh, decades warning of voter fraud, now called... Uh, oh, Baker, Lincoln should vote for president before... All right. Barack Obama, who cares? All right, now it's all just about an RGB. RBG, or whatever the hell she is by now. So you get the idea, though. All right, basically, everyone's... Co- I, I Here's what happened. The other day, I was in a Hoboken. I did a mic. Basically a show, because he had like 50 audience members out by, out by the ocean or the Hudson. And it was all right. By the time I was up, he had like 30 comics up. And I go do my set, and I just, I feel like I'm out there like doing like a, talking to the press before I board up flight, you know. And I see, I'm sitting in this diner afterwards writing jokes with a cup of coffee and some shrimp. And I get a news alert from this smart news app, copyright, and they go, Trump is the underdog in this election. He might have a chance. All right. He's not the underdog. He's the fucking president. Let me be perfectly clear here. I am not. Uh, in the bag for Trump in any way. I don't care about any of these people. I want to vote for the Libertarian candidate. She is the actual first woman running for president. Why is no one talking about this? You know why? Because they're fucking corrupt. Even the Democrats and their whole, yay, feminist, first woman president, let's go, Hillary. A woman runs for office in another party? Doesn't get any press. Ridiculous. Bullshit. Man. Absolute bullshit. But he's not the underdog. You don't get it. He's the incumbent. He's the president of the United States. Um, Blaming coronavirus on him is like blaming wildfires in California on him, saying that he's lit a match in a forest somewhere. It's not... He can't... Anybody in power... you, you, You people listen to this podcast are probably intelligent people. I would hope so. You know. But um, you realize that you can, in life, in life, you can't control what happens to you. You can only control how you react to things. And he showed up and was accountable. Okay, the president of the United States is like is in going up against a president of the United States in an election is like going up against a um uh, a heavyweight contender going up against the heavyweight champion of the world. Okay. He's got the resources, he's got the momentum, he's got, in this case, I'll talk about the president. I mean, he's got Fox News in the bag for him, and all the conservative press and radio stations. He's got the power of the White House influence in Washington. Granted, not a lot of people like him, but, you know, who cares? He's got the entire Republican Party behind him, he's got the conservative press behind him. And he's a billionaire and has the money to spend when necessary. And 
He's got a good record outside of coronavirus. Let's be honest. Low unemployment. We're going to, unemployment is going to drop in a couple of, at the end of the month, even more. We'll be down to like 6% unemployment by the time of the election. So I'm just putting out there, <laughs> let's uh, take it a little step back there, guys. You know, don't be so quick to say, oh, Biden's up 13 points. Get the hell out of here. Biden is behind with Latinos in Florida. If he can't win Latinos in Florida, he loses Florida. That's all I'm going to say. And if he loses Florida, Ohio, all these other states, let's be real here. I'm just putting it out there. Be warned. He's not an underdog. He's the fucking president. He's not Rocky. He's not Rocky. Let's talk about Rocky for a second here. Philadelphia. They make a statue of a three-foot Italian guy who doesn't even exist. And he's the pride of their city. While Joe Frazier sits there in, a, uh, in his casket six feet under going, I still got one more round in me. <laughs> Let's be honest. Bullshit. I don't know. I thought that was a uh, nifty, nifty riff there. Nifty. So that's what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks, man. This is going to be the bullshit. Get started. At the very least. I got these. All right. So we got these. Let's see what he have here. I got to clean up my office here. I got to shape this stuff up. Give me a little observational comic here. Delta 8 gummies. The hash gummies. forty four ninety nine. Can't believe I remember those gummies. Hash gummies. I can't believe I spent uh, literally... Uh, $44 on that. Worst fucking high I ever had. So paranoid. Yeah, that's another thing about, like, actual thing The thing I realized recently. Marijuana is a thing of the past. CBD is where it's at. <laughs> I just realized this. Hemp flower? CBD? That's where it's at, apparently. That's a new thing. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I was like... Yo, let's get some bud, bro. No, let's get CBD, man. Wait, what do you mean? What up, bud? No, CBD. That's where it's at. That's the thing, man. That's the thing. You look at the hell out of here. It's not a thing anymore. Come on, that's a that's a that's a old thing. No, bro, CBD. It's too CBD. Get out of here, please. But no, apparently, I was talking to Galski, roommate. You remember him? Popped in. Let's talk about OnlyFans for a couple seconds. And he was literally just telling me, like, dude, I was in Vermont the other weekend, you know, because he's one of those guys that goes to Vermont. I mean, a lot of people do, too. I never met anybody from Vermont, so. But, yeah, he was, I bought him, I went out to buy him. He Venmoed me, like, $80, and I bought him a couple of CBD joints, and he loved them. He was like, this is the best man I ever had. This is the best man I ever had. The best I ever had. And so he smokes them. And he loves them. He's like, holy shit, I gotta do more. Then our other roommate smoked them. And he loved them. So apparently, I'm the odd guy out who likes to still smoke bud. Granted, I haven't done it in a while, but he used to be a big hothead. Yeah, dude, back in the day. Huge stoner. You know. I was the guy at the party. I was wearing the drug rug going, sitting in the corner with the shades. 
you know, Ray Bans going, Oh yes, this is powerful stuff. And that's what I did. That's who I was. But uh, and that's and that's kind of one of the reasons why I stopped because it's cute when you're in college and people are like, you're you're a stoner. But when you get to be like my age and your late twenties and you're like, everyone's like you're smoking weed all the time. You're just you're kind of like the people know who you are. Yeah, you're uh, still masking shit. I guess I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. I don't black out. Yeah. <laughs> Think anybody ever blacks out from uh, marijuana? But drinking, yeah, I'm not a big blackout guy. I uh, would just be the guy that just smokes weed. That's that was my thing, and I miss those days. But the CBD man, <laughs> hey, it's twisting you. Oh yeah, uh, uh, that CBD gummies, never again. I'm not taking that ever again. Forget about it. Forget about it, man. I'm never doing it. Why? Because I was just like half a retard there. I was half a fucking retard just going, Why am I? Why am I? Why am I? Please don't leave me alone with my thoughts. Don't please don't leave me alone with my thoughts. And then my mouth was just dried out. And I was like, I'm 50. I'm 50. I need some water. Give me some water. Give me some fucking water. I'm 50. And that's basically how my day went. And that's why I don't do this shit anymore. That's why I'm not doing it. Never taking that stuff like that ever again. Oh, God. But there's great times. But no, for real. Every time back when uh, still weed was taboo, I stayed away from it when I was in high school. Um, I drank, you know, I drank and jacked off the porn. That was a go-to drug of choice there. But when I got to college, like I wanted to try weed. So like right before college, uh, you know, it was a big initiation. Found a guy who was the big stoner in my uh, high school and said, yo, want some bud? It was like, all right, come over to my place. We'll smoke up. Got a couple other guys. We go over there onto his porch and smoke up on his porch. And then we're just like, <laughs> this is crazy, man. This is crazy. <laughs> and I know that people are just, everybody's laughing at me and like, we're all, we're all laughing together, and we're just like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Box, 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 box. Oh, no. I'm in a box. <laughs> I'm in a box. What's going on? No. <laughs> and then we tried to go to a, a buffet, and we realized, yeah, we're not going get, to get there in time. We're fucking starving. So we went to, like, a place that got, like, sandwiches. And it was yummy. And that's the story about when the first time I had weed. And that was the summer of 2012. Hey, I just met you. And this is crazy. But we're all friends now. 2016. Hey, it's hard to look by. I chipped me. But here's my number. So call me maybe. 
Come into my life, I need you. All right. But that was a song that popped through at the time. And it was a good song. It was kind of whack, but it was kind of cool. Call me, maybe. Hey, it's hard to look back at your day, me. But call me, maybe. Well, when to my life, I need you so bad. I went out, man. So that was basically the. <laughs> that was my 2012. And then I went to parties and got high all the time. And I met a couple of drug dealers. Got my dealer. And it was funny, too. I was talking to my, my weed guy like he was my barber. He's a good guy. I trust him. He's got. He gives. Yeah. He, uh, he's a professional. He knows what he's doing. Other guys are kind of like. Whoa, 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 whoa. But this guy, he knows what he's doing. He knows what's up. He's got. He knows what's up. He's smart. You know. <laughs> and that's the funny thing. You need a guy that you can trust. You need two things in life. People you can trust. You need a good drug dealer you can trust, and you need a barber that you can trust. If you don't have a barber, you can't trust. If you're, you can't trust your barber, you're fucked as far as uh, hair goes. But if you got a guy that's uh, that's professional, knows what he's talking about, then you're set, man. At least that's the way I see it. And then, uh, yeah, and what, what pissed me off, too, was I had a buddy of mine, too, um, at the time. Who was like, nah, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna smoke, I'm not gonna drink, I'm not gonna have sex, college, fuck that, man. By the end of the, end of the first year, our freshman year, he did all those things. But what pissed me off was that he hung out and not smoked for the longest time. And that pissed me off. Because he would be, like, he's adamant. Like, I was high all the time. Like, at one point we said that he was gonna run for office and he was gonna write... His memoirs and in his memoirs, everything was going to be. So I worked at the radio station, and then Tommy got high. So I interviewed this celebrity, and then Tommy got high, and then I did the news broadcast, and then Tommy got high, and that was the the gist of our friendship. And that's what he would always say what happened, but. He was adamant, didn't want to smoke weed, didn't want to do drugs, man. I don't want to do drugs, man. Why would I want to do that, man? And then he ended up uh, hanging out with this girl that he liked, or kind of liked, or was a friend. I don't know. Can you tell anymore? Because most people, what they do is they always just say, like, never wants to commit to anything. They all just want to say, like, yeah, we're kind of hanging out. We're kind of doing this. We're kind of sleeping together. But he was hanging out with this girl, and she wanted to do an experiment. So the motherfucker takes the entire brownie he's given. The entire thing. The drug dealer said to him, only take, like, one of these things. Like, half of one. So he did. So he did. He took the entire thing. Now, back in the day, with my guy... He would tell me to take a quarter or something. And what did I do? I only took a quarter. And the quarter kept me good for about three fucking hours. I was toasted. I was baked. I was good. I was in a good place. I was feeling it, doing it, living it, you know. But this guy took the entire thing. And he started seeing colors. Colors everywhere. Blue, green, neon, speckle. 
lavender, even. And you're like, bro, why would you do this to yourself, man? Why would you do this? <laughs> and he was just like, I don't know. So he went and he took a shower, and then he went running around out in the out in the fields, in her mural fields. And he just, dude, why, 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 dude? Why would you do? <laughs> that, that's. I got no use. I got use for that kid. He's a friend, but Jesus. And weed's probably coming back in 2021 in New York. I mean, I'd be surprised if it didn't. Cuomo, Danny Cuomo, was talking about it, wanting to have it for um, some time, good for the economy, or at least for taxable in New York. It's already, like, legalized in California. And they're way ahead out there. Well, not anymore. But they were. And uh, now with COVID, that'll probably be a number one thing. And that was a, kind of the big attraction for me. Like, I stopped smoking weed periodically when I was in California. And then I go to California, and I and I go to a dispensary a couple of times. I just did it, too, just so I had the opportunity to be able to say that I, I, I bought weed from somebody that wasn't at a, in a dorm room, you know, I was at like a, it's like buying wine, you know, you got a guy behind a bar, he knows what he's talking about, he's doing things, he's knowledgeable about about it, and you're just like, get me a, a half ounce of Bubba Kush, and make it a double, that kind of thing, that's what I wanted, I wanted that experience, and, uh, so I would get it. That was cool. And there was time my mom came to visit, and you know she's like, "Tommy, I want that uh, that uh, marijuana arthritis stuff." And I'm like, "Okay, let's go." <laughs> and she's like, "You want a cookie?" And I'm like, "Yes, I would like one of those cookies." So I had the opportunity to be able to say my mom bought me edibles. It's a great story. That was a great story. And um, that was uh, my experience of smoking weed in California. I ended up, um, what did I do one time? I went to the DMV one time, which, by the way, is a bullshit fucking organization. I mean, if you want a, uh, a prime example of why things should be privatized and not state-run, the DMV is a perfect opportunity. Did I didn't tell you guys about that, that fucking bitch that was, like, giving me attitude? Yeah. I was just like, hey, I need help here. Give me some slack. I, I don't know what to do. And she's just like, well, I'm not going to help you because this is watermarked. And I'm like, because it's watermarked. That's why you're not going to help me? Is this like a personal thing or do you got a personal vendetta against me? Or is this like a policy? And she was like, I already recycled your number. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm like, fucking bitch. This is kind of hot because you're giving me flack and like, it's kind of sexy. Not going to lie. Oof. But, uh, fucking bitch. I walk away. So what was I going to do? What was I going to do? I mean, I could do something, but I didn't. Missed opportunity, I guess. I don't care. It's over and done with. But, back in California, I was at a dispensary. Got some weed, some cookies. Around this time, too. About two years ago. And, um, didn't have a good high. Didn't enjoy it like I used to. And um, 
Sounds like some people are up, finally waking up. It's about 1 p.m. here, too. So they should be up. Ah, whoa. Wrap up the podcast in a second here so they can go about their lives and do their things. Because I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be a burden. Too much. But fuck it, I do. I pay rent here, too. So it's like, I want to do my podcast. I'm going to do my podcast. Which, by the way, for one second here. Ah, stop it with the computer's phone numbers. Alright, was this anybody? Let's go out and see if there's anybody important here asking me what's going on. Ally breakthrough. Nah. Kickstart your weekend. Get in the zone. Out of zone. Oh, look at this bullshit. Hold on. Felicity Jones remembers Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a public figure who stood for integrity and justice. Is that what they always do? Let's see what this silliness is about. Hillary Clinton, Warren. Oh, Hillary Clinton, Elizabeth Warren, Barack Obama. Remember scholar and patriot Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The Supreme Court Justice died Friday at age 87. After Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death came as a shock to many in Friday, Hollywood social media users quickly began paying tribute to her life and legacy. The justice died at age 87 in her home in Washington, D.C. of complications due to metastatic pancreatic cancer, of which she had been undergoing chemotherapy. Ginsburg, who was a leader of the Supreme Court's left-leaning contingent, has struggled with cancer five times in, since 1999. Her death leaves the court with less one less judge to uphold liberal prior judgments before her death. Chief Justice John Roberts held a controlling vote and occasionally sided with liberals to uphold prior rulings. Alright, so, again, they're sad because she's not a libtard. There's no more liberals on the Supreme Court. You know what we should have? A libertarian up there. Let's get someone who actually is f- socially liberal and fiscally conservative. Let's get somebody who actually stands for freedom and peace, justice, the American way. Enough of these like, let's get tax the risk here because we have to tax the risk. We actually have a chance here paying for everything because you didn't build that. that that bridge. Everybody else build that bridge. You didn't build that business. I did build that business. You had around 40 people building that business. But why? Why? Because it wasn't yours. You just oversaw it. You're a rich peach. At least that's how that's how what, what it sounds like when people talk to me anyway. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Uh, see anything else new prior to me leaving you guys today? And remember. And remember. Oh, that was another thing too. I saw this random clip of one of uh, Trump's uh, ex-wives. She was like in this movie for like ten seconds, and they're like, "Avaka, how?" 
Ivana, how could you uh, thank you so much for coming? And they're like, ladies, we have to be strong and independent. And remember. Remember what? Don't get mad. Get everything. <laughs> I forget who the hell that was, too. Anyway, I don't know what movie that was. I really don't care. Let's see. What was everybody... Ruth Bader convicted Kobe Bryant of rape. Magic Johnson bribed from the court side. What the fuck? This is some random stuff I'm finding on Instagram. On the gram. Which, by the way, follow me at Really Smart Comedy. We'll have a lot of stuff up there. Uh, yeah. Why do I always feel like I'm wasting my life just like rolling through these things? You know why? Because I am. Let's see. Entertainment Weekly Succession Did we talk about Succession? It's a fucking amazing show I mean when you watch a show like that It's it's In my mind that show is the Successor to The Godfather It's like a successor to Shakespeare It's a successor to King Lear You know that kind of a thing It's um It's actually really good Entire family They're being like How can we build this empire. It's cool. It's really good stuff. Uh, everybody in it's amazing. Fantastic acting. All around from the entire crew. Let's see. That was a Oreo cheesecake. Spread it. Break it. Spread it. Top it. Bop it. Stay playful. Oreo cheesecake. Break it. Spread it. Top it. Stay playful. Oreo cheesecake. Break it. Spread it. Top it. Stay playful. <laughs> Oreo cheesecake. Break it. Spread it. <laughs> Top it. Stay playful. <laughs> Break it. Spray or spread it. Top it. Stay playful. <laughs> Am I just that bored that I would just like sit here and actually just like read that for like as long as I possibly could? Oh, look. Galski's here. Let's see what he has to say. Yo, what's up? Yeah, I'm just wrapping up the podcast. I'll be done in like two minutes. No, I'm going to go have uh, dinner with um, a friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. All right, later, man. Bye. Peace. Talk about having a rub tonight. And uh, we'll do that tomorrow, man. Oh, which, by the way, too, the podcast, if you guys aren't already listening to it, is on Amazon Music. I'm going to be everywhere, fam. And listen, too, I just want to say, too, we'll wrap this up in a second so you guys can go back to your lives and friends and people can do their thing like a chicken wearing. But... Bros, like, got 50 downloads on this podcast so far. Now, bear in mind you, I'm not Rogan, I'm not Mark Maron, I'm not, you know, anybody like that, but I'm going to build this fucking Tomek cult, guys, and I really appreciate whoever's listening to this, so keep on keeping on, uh, correspond with me, tell me what you guys think, and um, write to me, and hit me up on IG, Email at a, a really smart podcast at gmail.com. If you guys want to like tell me about your woes and I'll read them on the pod, 
do a little bit of a mailbag thing, and we can fucking be beasts, yo. Um, or don't, and just like let me just keep uh, riffing about the day to day and the world itself. We can do that too, because God knows I can talk. Working chuck. But, um, that's what we could do. Um, no shows on the docket yet. I mean, I know from like a very short term basis because of these, um, uh, the way things are on outdoors, I kind of know on like a two days notice, but, uh, stay tuned to my stories for that info. If you want to see me live and working out new material, um, and yeah, I'm going to Jersey for a show on Monday, like a bunch of Jersey comics doing their thing. Apparently they do comedy out there in Jersey. It's not just a New York thing, but could be. Um, and then the Angerfield show, we are going to write, we are going to protest. We are going to get our satisfaction. Clubs need to open. We need to be able to get our shows on. I mean, these podcasts are great, but can only keep us happy for so long. They're going to reopen. I mean, people keep worrying about, like, what's going to happen when it gets cold, or we're going to be, like, stop doing comedy, you're going to be inside. We'll be inside. We'll make our way through. We're going back. We're yelling, Tinder. All right. I think that's really all I got. Um, I don't want to fucking just, like, keep talking when you guys don't even, like, know what's happening. Getting no point of reference here. All right, guys, that's it for me. Um, take a chowski. We hope you enjoyed this episode of a really smart podcast as much as we <laughs> enjoyed recording it. Remember, you can listen to previous episodes on TommySmart.com or wherever you get your pods. Follow Tommy at Really Smart Comedy on all the socials. Come back next week for more bullshit.